Hello, Broncos country. It's David here, your favorite uh, editor at Orange Weekly, here with my good buddy Matt to break down the uh, the game against our most hated rival, or I don't know if that's still true, Matt. Do you think Las Vegas uh, is still our most hated rival in the division? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get it all it'll get into it all. Offense, defense, matchups. We're going to break it all down for you on the pregame podcast. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. Uh, brevity is the source of wit. Anyway, um, let's get into this thing. Um, <laughs> Matt, um, you know, it's been a weird week for us now. Um, I don't know about inter- you, Matt. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a great week. Well, that's good. I'm glad you. Win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is that um, nice for you? It's really nice, yeah. Hmm. I, mean, I didn't expect it. So. Ah, no. Well, neither did I, and neither did the the undisclosed <laughs> no amount of money that I put on this game. Oh, uh, no. We're not going to get into it, but this was the first time that I decided to indulge myself a little bit this year. And, and, it did, and this did is not the first time off. that you're now doing the podcast from the street. So That's right, yes. You can you can hear behind me uh, the busy street. That's that's my house now, um, is actually <laughs> this, this rough cardboard uh, structure. You can't really see it, but it's... Uh, bad um let's why don't we segue away from my living conditions and into <laughs> the living conditions of the broncos most yeah. specifically shelby harris who is going home from his quarantine hotel unfortunately because he tested positive for covid um that so sucks. yeah it really does um on the one hand if he really was carrying it this whole time and was testing negative until now uh, you know, at least he did the right thing by staying away from his teammates, not spreading it to anybody else. Uh, but, you know, it means that we are going to be without him this week against a Las Vegas team that is a beast at running the football. Absolutely a monster running game that John Rudin's got going there. Let's jump right into it. What do you think about that matchup right away? Uh, you know, it's an interesting one because, like, the Raiders are kind of – hot and cold this year some weeks they show up and they beat the chiefs and then other weeks they just can't seem to get anything going you know so it'll be interesting to see which team shows up um like to put up 45 against the chiefs uh uh, sorry 40 against the chiefs 45 um they didn't put up 45 what am i talking about i'm looking at the bucks here to lose to the bucks right to 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 have the bucks score 45 on them to Mm -hmm. put a 40 on the raider on the chiefs the week before uh, you know, and then to put up 16 against the Browns, like what the hell's going on with this team? There's no continuity. So I, I really think that, you know, I don't know what team we're going to have this week. Is it going to be the team that's going to be firing on offense? Or is it going to be a team that's going to be just dragging their ass across the field? Like, Well, and I'll tell you one thing. they I watched all of about five minutes of that Cleveland-Las Vegas game a few weeks ago. And like one of the first – stats they showed before kickoff was Derek Carr's record in games below like 35 degrees Mm. at kickoff or something like that. And it was abysmal. And, you know, so he played terribly, but they kind of expected him to, and they still won that game because somehow the Cleveland offense managed to get nothing going against that defense. 
and you know, it, well, we're not going to get into that. But what I'm trying to get so, at is, you know, I give them a little bit of an asterisk for that game at least. But you're totally yeah. right; they're a very inconsistent team this season. They they dropped one of the Patriots, uh, <clears throat> who are just not a good team. No, and no. so and, yeah, and yeah. They, they managed to beat the Saints and and they beat the the Panthers, who are both kind of. I mean, the Saints are are really you know meeting expectations. The Panthers are overachieving. So I, you know, it's it's hard to tell who we're really going to face. Um, to your point about Shelby Harrison and this Raiders running game, I think their strength really relies on their offense, especially that offensive line. Like mm -hmm. this is a large group of, of offensive linemen. They are strong, physical, and they've been together for a number of years now, especially with Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, and Denzel Good up the middle. Um, and we were just talking about Colton Miller. He's not going to be playing this weekend, correct? That's It's looking like at the moment he's not available this week. He hasn't practiced, um, and he's got – um, I can't. Let's see. His injury was well. It's a bad enough injury that he's not practicing at any rate. Um, mm -hmm. And if he can't go, his his backup's going to be Brandon Parker, um, who's not playing well. Now, what I will say is, to your point, these guys have such size and strength on the yeah. front of this line that even if their pro football focus grades don't necessarily reflect them as the best line, you've really got to expect them to not allow much push. Yeah. They're, they're still a very hard unit to face. Um, and, and their running game, you know, the strength of their running game, it comes from, you know, especially the guys up the middle, right? Especially a power run game like they run. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a great running back. You know, uh, he'd be great on any team, uh, you know, I think. But with this line, it makes it much better. Now with Colton Miller being out, there's an advantage there on the edge. Yeah. Uh, Sam yeah. Young is also listed as questionable. Trent Brown, who was their big signing last year, uh, he's out. He's been out for a while now. So, you know, there are some points of vulnerability on this offensive line that hopefully we can take advantage of. Did you know Richie Incognito is still with the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. He's on I did know that. Richie hmm. Incognito is still playing football. Like, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. Wow. Insane. That's, he, yeah. Insane. He fits the, uh, uh, <laughs> the John Gruden. Kind of vibe, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It? Absolutely. Like, you mean like totally or partially insane? Yeah, that's Partially that's the insane, vibe. A, a bit of a bully, you know, uh, but still, I mean, he's 37 years old and he's still playing football. So that's that's pretty impressive. But he's on IR, so we don't have to worry about uh, that aspect necessarily. Now, the one thing I do um, want to stress about the, the Raiders' offense is their depth isn't very strong, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're top heavy, but if they lose anyone, Everything's out of whack. Say Josh Jacobs rolls an ankle, he's out for a couple drives, or he's out for the game. Like Jalen Richard, Devontae Booker, who had a pretty good game uh, last week against the Chargers. He he scored once, or at least once. Um, you know, we're familiar with him. He used to be on on the Broncos roster, right? But you yeah. know, if Derek Carr goes down, Nathan Peterman is the mm -hmm. massive quarterback. Do you, you you remember Nathan Peterman from a couple of years ago with the Bills? No, I remember. I only remember him because of how historically bad he was with Did the Bills. Did you know that, like, I think uh, you take away all of Aaron Rodgers' like touchdown passes and he still has a better touchdown interception ratio than Nathan <laughs> Peterman does. Like, Peterman is abysmal and he's the backup quarterback and Marcus Mariota's third string because he's been hurt all year. But, uh, you know, anyways, like, the, the depth on this offense is questionable. So mm. if somebody goes down, I think it's an advantage for us. But to count on that, you know, it's hard because, like, they uh, the top line, like, they've got some strong players here with Darren Waller leading the receiving pack. And oh, yeah. Nelson Aguilar is a great deep threat. Uh, Henry Ruggs is really good at taking the top off the defense. He's a rookie and still kind of finding his, his way uh, on the team. But 
still Hunter Renfro, another receiver who's under the radar. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talent on this offense. And I'll tell you what they're doing right now that the Broncos offense is not. They are Scoring. hitting. Yeah, but they're hitting specifically. They're hitting deep shots over the tops of defenses at meaningful points in games. Yeah. Like when there's, you know, time left and situations where it would be most advantageous for them to do it. So they're not trying to do it all in the fourth quarter. Um, they're ex- executing, you know, two or three mm-hmm. of those plays every game, and it's making such a difference in how effective this offense can be. And I'll tell you, I think it's because they actually have an established identity. Like, this team is built for the power run and play action, deep pass, passing game, however we want to call it, right? Like, mm-hmm. And they're not hiding it. They're not pretending to be anything else. Like they're going to pound the rock with Josh Jacobs. And then as soon as the safety start coming down, as soon as the, the defense starts reading run and, and automatically sort of responding to that, they're going to throw it deep to rugs, Aguilar, or, or, or even shallow with Renfro and Waller. Like they're not pretending to be anything else and, and they're sticking with their identity and it's working. Um, those games that they lost, I think it's just a matter of, of being a mismatched sort of environment. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to lose to the Bucks, the Bucks are really good at stopping that run game. They have a top three defense, and you know, too bad the Raiders couldn't keep up. Yeah, and, right. You know, the Browns are still they're surprisingly good this year, and and Miles Garrett could be Defensive Player of the Year, and and there's some strong uh, players on that whole team, right? And and so they only put up 16, uh, but at the end of the day, like th- this is who they are. They're not pretending to be anything else, and they're going on executing it. The Broncos haven't really found that yet. We don't have an identity. Some weeks we're good at running, but then Philip Lindsay gets hurt and then we're scrambling. Other weeks, like we're trying to get a passing game going, but without Cortland Sutton, it's like there's no true number one. Uh, you know, so the, the, the whole identity of the, of the offense is kind of up in the air. So I think that's why we're, we're struggling a little bit on that front. Uh, you know, but ultimately, yeah. like, you know, I, I think our defense is, is going to match up well against uh, this Raiders offense because, you know, our front seven is, is still very strong, even without Shelby Harris, which is uh, an unfortunate loss. But, you know, I think there's still good strength across the board. Alex Johnson, um, yeah, Alexander Johnson at, at linebacker, fantastic. Uh, Chubb is still good on the edge here against, you know, the, the Brandon Parkers and Sam Youngs of the world. I think you'll have a great game. Um, and who Malik Reed, Malik Reed is really like surpassing expectations this year. Like, or am I, you know, crazy and think, no, he's, he's doing well. I am, you know, I'm just concerned. I, you know, I have concerns about because you're down to your second strength defense or second unit defensive line at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, there's names on there that we all know and love Deshaun Williams, Sylvester Williams. Um, you've still got Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker in there. But all of those are either kind of younger guys or journeyman guys at this point. And yeah. you're counting on them to shut down like a pretty elite Raiders rush defense. I know I keep gushing about the Raiders rush offense, but it's really good. Um, and <laughs> they, when they can turn it on to your point, like I think they may be able to in their home dome, you know, with ideal weather conditions, uh, it's really hard to slow down that attack once it starts. Um yeah. You know, I think on the back end of the defense, even with the speed they've got, if Bryce Callahan and AJ Boye are coming back, which it looks like they are, uh, you know, I, th- I think you're right. They do match up well. You know, Darren Waller may be a problem. That's going to be a you know, matchup. Darren Waller will be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a problem to any team 
that faces the Raiders. So it's not like we're we're exceptionally vulnerable here. Uh, but I think Alexander Johnson's a, a perfect guy to match up against him. And, and to my point before, it's like, you know, the threats on this offense are kind of like obvious in a way. You know, you, you match up man or deep zones with the receivers and then, you know, you try to just play a good matchup with a tight end, you know, Waller. And that they got Jason Witten, he's 62 years old. Like, you know, he's not a big threat anymore. And Josh Jacobs is a good receiving back, but we face better, I think. Yeah. You know, so I, I think yeah, Darren Waller is like the biggest receiving threat on this team, but I don't think he's impossible to stop. Right. And I think that the linebackers between Jewel and Johnson and even Simmons, I think there's some good matchups there that could at least like slow him down as best as possible. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be on Simmons, especially to be in position. Um, cause they're going to be receivers coming back deep against him on basically every passing play there, there will be this game. Um, yeah. so he's got to make sure he knows what his assignments are, where, um, you know, Bryce Callahan, if, you know, being back at full speed is going to be especially helpful against the speed of this Raiders offense. Um, you know, I think he can match, he matched, I thought he matched up really well with Tyree Hill, uh, oh, yeah. against the chiefs. Uh, I think he really did a good job in that game. Um, and I think he's got a potential to do a similar job against rugs um, or Aguilar, whichever one he gets signed, lined up against there. His strength is really playing that nickel spot. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Callahan, that nickel spot. Like he, he really thrives there. So whoever's lined up in that middle, you know, Renfro rugs or Aguilar, I think he's, he's going to be fine. Ojemudia got burnt by Julio Jones, but like he can just join the club of DBs who got burnt by Julio Jones. Like yeah, welcome to the league. Sure. So right. I still think that, you know, that you match him up with Ruggs, who's also a rookie or with Aguilar, who's very linear in terms of his talent. Like he's not an all around receiver, but he's an, an excellent deep threat. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think there's a lot of advantages within that secondary, but to your point, that running game of the Raiders is pretty dynamic. It's pretty strong. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the challenge. However, however, the Broncos have the number three defense in the league mm-hmm. and they have the uh, the number four tied for fourth run defense in the league. So it's not like we're, you know, up to lunch with this. No, no, right? it's uh, not a, not an amateur group at this and they're well and coached. And yeah, let, let me bring this one up too. OK, we're yeah. number four in rush defense, but the top three teams are the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints, and then we're tied with the Steelers. So my asterisk with this here is the New York Giants probably are so bad against the pass that teams just pass all over them. They don't even try to run, so they look really good against the run. Okay. Uh, you know, I just kind of feel that way. Like, I don't see the Giants. Like, so I, 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 I think, think the that's Broncos the Seahawks, be... too. Honestly, exactly. I think that's the yeah. Seahawks, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so I think the Broncos are number four for, you know, statistical sort of, like, exceptions. They should be higher than that. Uh, so and look at the passing offenses you know, we've pl- passed. We played too. We played Kansas City. We mm-hmm. played Atlanta. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's there's a bunch of teams on there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. You know what can you say about Ryan Tannehill? Um, ben Roethlisberger, who's looked like you know this nice. arm issue has not had been an arm issue. You yeah. know we you play we played some no joke offenses. Tampa Bay. I mean you know Tom Brady's week to week, but he had a week against us. That's he sure. sure did. But overall, yeah. I mean, like the number three overall defense next yeah. to the Bucks and the Steelers and the Rams, right? So Absolutely. it's like, uh, you know, regard, this is a really good defense. And mm-hmm. this is a division matchup. Division matchups are always different than any sort of, any other sort of game, right? So I, I don't know. I'm not stressed about this Raiders offense. Like, 
really dominating our, our defense. I think, you know, they might score once or twice with the run maybe, but I, I still see an advantage on our side. Okay. All right. I like that optimism. You want to swing over to the other side of the ball and talk about the oh, offense? I'd be more than happy to do so. Let's the do Raiders that. defense is absolute shit, my friend. It is the last-ranked defense in the entire league, according yeah. to PFF. Overall defense and uh, 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 the, the run defense, they're ranked 26th. The coverage defense, they're ranked 31st. Like Their pass rush run, they're ranked 32nd. And tackling, they're ranked freaking 27th. Like This is a terrible defense that we're going to be playing against. So for the love of everything that is good and holy, let's score some points early. Well, now, those are all good points about their uh, their defense and its rank- four rankings. But you know the 31st worst offense is? Oh, I know. I was, you know, I was I trying mean, to be optimistic. It's like one of those kind of strength versus strength games, except it's like a weakness versus a weakness, and you just hope, <laughs> like you just hope your weakness gets a little less weak this yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, gotcha. Thirty-first uh, ranked offense, thirtieth in passing. Uh, the running men were ranked what eighteenth, so not too bad. But that all depends on Lindsay's health, right? Yeah, very much so. Receiving thirtieth, so I mean. Our strong defense against their strong running game. The Raiders' offense is still like in the middle of the pack. They're not like an elite unit, right? So it's not like we're facing this really good offense. So, I mean, if we break it down, like I think our defense will be able to take on that offense and put a stop to them. And it's going to be up to our offense to limit the amount of stupid mistakes, to find a rhythm, to find an identity, and just roll with it. Like stay confident in the calls and and, and just, you know, make some smart plays. Like, you know, if they can get some chunk plays from Philip Lindsay early in the game, oh, you know, gosh, I mean, obviously they would take that every week. And, uh, but that would, you know, especially if they start running some time off the clock in the first quarter, take long methodical drives that score touchdowns at the end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can be up 14 nothing or 14-7 at halftime and feel good about how the offense is playing if they're being smart with the football and playing it, you know, playing situationally to your, to their opponent. Um, You know, if they have to, if they're coming out trying to take shots and I know we've been all over the place with our criticism of this passing offense a little bit. They're they're too aggressive at first. They're not aggressive enough at first. Um, But, you know, in this particular game, I don't think you need to see them coming out and taking shots. You want to just see them sustaining drives, which I think has been our really our fir- the root of our first half woes in the first place. We're just we're not staying on the field on offense. Yeah, we're too many three and outs, and the defense is just on the field all the time. Absolutely, and I think it it goes. I mean, we talked about this on the show last night, but you know, Pat Shermer's fifteen plays scripted plays at the beginning of the game really aren't working. Mm. Um, you know, we got to let that go, and and at the same time, man, I think Locke is just. He just can't find his rhythm because some games he looks confident, some drives he looks confident, and other ones he just looks like he's afraid for his life. Like, you know, he doesn't even give the time to, like, process. Like, he's trying to do too much. So last year he he got scared and he stopped throwing deep and he got too conservative. This year he came out and he started being too aggressive too fast, and we yeah. criticize him for it. It's as if he listened to us. The next game he's, like, starting too slow. And then, you know, this week against the Falcons, he's kind of all over the place. He throws a couple bad picks and – you know, but he still runs one in and he's still resilient in the end. Like, 
the guy's all over the place. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe he should talk to Bowles's, you know, sports psychologist there to try to get a, a grip on on his mindset. But you're right, man. If we can sustain a couple drives and keep the Raiders off the field, that's going to help the, the whole experience of the game. I mean, you know, part of there's every possibility that part of it's just he's 24 and trying to start in, you know, 24 today or yesterday. I think it was his birthday. Oh, um, well, yeah, birthday, Drew. absolutely, Drew. Well, we know you're a big yeah. fan of the show. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, he's still in, you know, his first 16 games as a starter. He's still trying to figure things out out there. He doesn't have it all figured out yet. That's painfully, abundantly clear to every Broncos fan right now. But, you know, it only gets better by putting him in games and letting him see new situations and new defenses and, uh, you know, figure out new ways to avoid pass rushes and all of that stuff. You know, he's he's I don't want to say he's improving those things every week because every week he shows some good and some bad at this point. But there's always potential for him to improve every week, at least. You know, yeah. if I'm, it's not as if you go out there expecting every week for him to just be miserable. Like, you've seen enough good stuff from him that you know he can do it. You just kind of want him to – Yeah. You know, he's got the arm talent, which is something you can't really coach. And, and his mindset is just still trying to develop. Like he's 24 years old. Man, when I was 24 years old, good Lord, there's no way I could have played quarterback. When I was any age, there, there's no way I could ever play quarterback. That's why oh, I find forget it. Like I'll criticize him, but at the same time, like I understand, man, this guy's doing something that there's no way I could ever attempt to do. So like right. he's doing his best every week. And from my position, watching him go through this every week, I just feel like he's he's he hasn't found the right mindset to be an NFL starting quarterback yet. Like he's either too cautious or he's he's too aggressive or he's too scared or he's too confident. There's just something he hasn't found that equilibrium that, you know, uh, he needs. And this is the perfect week to do so. Like, yes, our offense is not very good, but mm-hmm. the, the Raiders' defense is worse. So, you know, this is a great week to, like, actually perform at a high level here because you're going yeah. up against an, an underperforming unit and and your offense is, has been underperforming too. So it's like the ball's in your court, Drew. Right. Know? And, you know, another thing that just gives me a little bit of pause is we kind of said that last week against the Falcons that, you know, this was a chance to go against an underperforming defense and it just, you know, we scored 27, but you know, again, a lot of garbage time points as it turned out to be garbage time, garbage time yards. And so, yeah, you, you just, again, you want to see something put together a little earlier just so that you're not in a position where you have to put it all up late, where you have to put it all on the line with no time left. Yeah. hundred percent. So who, um, who on this Raiders defense then do you think is like a player that might show up? You know, somebody that Drew Locke should be extra careful around. Well, and I'm looking at this defensive line because this, as a unit, you know, you get to be a, a poorly ranked unit because you don't have great players. Um, I, true. You know, Cleveland Farrell has been doing well, um, but – I really am looking on the other side of that defensive line at Max Crosby, um, who had a, kind of a breakout season last last year, a little more quiet this season. Uh, but if Jake Rogers is in there, you know, part of the reason we talked about Max Crosby is having a great season last season is because he came up against Jake Rogers and yeah. just destroyed him for 60 minutes. Um, I think he had like three or four sacks in that game. 
against Jake Rogers. It was, yeah, it was just absurd. Um, and, you know, DeMar Dotson not practicing for the Broncos today. Concerning. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it was concerning when he came out at the half last week, too, just watching the, the Falcons' defense abuse him. Uh, yeah, they're starting defensive ends. So, right. You know, uh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it was it was yeah. un, un, unpleasant to watch. Yeah. So let's really hope that he get, DeMar Dotson gets healthy. Uh, otherwise, Max Crosby might be in for a very big game. He could very well be. Um, I'm going to pick Jonathan Abram, the safety. Mm. He's had some injury issues. He is questionable for this game. But when he's playing and he's playing at his best, wow, can this guy hit. Mm-hmm. He's good in coverage. And he, he reminds me a little bit of um, Jamal Adams with the mm-hmm. Seahawks right now. He's just all over the field, like hard nose. He will tear somebody's face off. He's got that, you know, just that energy and that attitude that just ignites the defense. So, you know, I think he's somebody that if he gets on a roll, the whole defense sort of feeds off that energy and they're able to kind of gain that confidence and really, you know, take it up. Um, because otherwise, like, you know, there's a few other players here. Corey Littleton, he's a pretty good pass covering linebacker. And Nick, Nick Quiet. Kwiatkowski, man, I know, and a guy who I really kind of wanted the Broncos to yeah. sign this so offseason. I was just gonna say that I was yeah. really, really thinking the Broncos yeah. would take him on because he was playing for the Bears, right? Under mm-hmm. Fangio, and, and he would have been a good fit, but he's a really good linebacker too. Uh, the cornerbacks are kind of soft at Trayvon Mullins and, and Nevin Lawson, and and you know, the depth there is Lamarcus Joyner and Amik Robertson, so not really big names. Um, you know, the, the defensive corner and Paul Gunter, like he's mostly known for the mediocre defenses in Cincinnati for a number of years. And he's kind of putting together a similar type of unit, but um, yeah. 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 Nothing able somebody who, man, I, if he gets going, he's very, very difficult to, uh, to stop. Um, so on the Broncos offense, then who, who's primed to have a big game? Well, and uh, you know, it, it no offense ankle, I guess, if I really want to zoom in and be specific, because man, if he's good to go, uh, you know, Corey Littleton is not having a great season, and they brought him in to, to be their kind of coverage guy on passing downs at middle linebacker, and he's just not playing well for them. Um, he was kind of the centerpiece of their expensive linebacking core that uh, Kwiatkowski was going to be a part of it, but he's really kind of be, been he- the part of it. Corey Littleton, I think, is I mean, he's a good he's a good coverage linebacker in the right system. And mm-hmm. I think he thrived with Wade Phillips. Yeah, he should did. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's it's kinda like Wade Phillips kind of like Fangio. He's gonna make a lot of players look really, really good, right? So well he knows what they do do best and he doesn't ask them to do more anything than anything else than that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean the Raiders, he comes in and he's playing a different system. Like this is a 43-3 defense, and the Rams played a 34, a completely different animal, right? So um, you know, anyways, anyways, I digress, but yeah, I mean, no offense, ankle. I mean that's yeah so if he can get you know these matchups even against a guy like Jonathan Abram I like his you know ability to get yards after the catch um you just hope that that ankle holds up for more than one play and then he doesn't just you know he had more 55 snaps in the game I only remember you know five or ten really the first one was the most memorable yeah 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 I I totally get that I hope he can stay healthy too um Mm -hmm. I'm picking Jerry Judy uh yeah just he had a big game against the Falcons over a hundred yards and a score. Um, and this, you know, like this is, this defense is worse than the Falcons defense, which trust me, I can mm-hmm. say confidently because yeah. the Falcons defense is not very good, but these, this unit is worse. So Jerry could really find great rhythm here, especially against these DBs. 
Um, and, and if he can carry the momentum from last week, he could be a, a key factor in a Broncos win. He's had 24 targets, I believe, the last two weeks. Something yeah. like that, yeah. He like, is – yeah, he's really coming on. And that's that's awesome to see. Um, you know, it, it gives you another kind of pang of what if, like if Cortland Sutton had been healthy, you know, what could this offense be doing right now? I mean, if, if Von Miller and, and Jarrell Casey and Shelby yeah. Harris and just the other 12 players on IR would have been healthy, I mean, this is a completely different team, right? Yeah, very much so. Completely different team. And without COVID in a full off season, <laughs> it's like we're yeah. seeing the same yeah. every week. Right, um, I know. On the other side of the ball, though, mm-hmm. uh, Broncos defense, who's a player that really needs to step up this week? Well, and, you know, Devontae Bosby, if – and I don't know if COVID protocol is going to allow him to play. I think he got signed, early, you know, early enough that he could probably come back and make it in. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so if he's in the game, great. That would be my pick because uh, Devontae Harris got absolutely demolished. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it really made – kind of vindicated everybody in Broncos country. And it was basically everybody in Broncos country outside the building – who said when they let him go, why? And, you know, and they said it's a roster crunch and you get that, but then why choose the cornerbacks that you chose to keep on the roster over him? Yeah. Every week, every time he plays, he looks great, but he's always like the first guy out the building. I don't get it. I really don't get it. So, yeah. You know, he gets burned sometimes, but he's getting burned going for footballs and he's, you know, getting burned by a couple of inches when Devontae Harris is two or three yards behind a guy. And it's just not even close. So yeah, that's you know Who good knows? to have him back. Yes, yeah. he you know and he's a big bodied corner too, and and he'll match up well with these uh, you know these more physical like receivers and and the deep threats. Yeah, um, man, on the defense, like first of all, I'm not even sure who's like healthy and who's not anymore, but I'm gonna pick Kareem Jackson mm-hmm. just because like his role as that floating free safety, you know, and that and that cover four match scheme that uh, Fangio runs like. That free safety is critical. Like he needs to be able to, in a split second, cat like attack the ball and attack the receiver that's going to catch the ball. And 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 without that sort of instinctive play, uh, Kareem Jackson may you know win or lose the game in in one perspective. We'll say so. Given that we know the Raiders are going to throw a deep off play action, we know they're going to stretch the field with Aguilar and Rugs like. You know, Jackson really needs to be on his A game this week. I think that if he plays a great game, it just gives us that more, you know, that bigger advantage that to get that potential win. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, you know, that's my guy. Uh, you know, and to segue into that, uh, off that, like, who's a player on the Raiders offense that you're most concerned about? We, we pretty much talked about all the players so far, but who really sticks out to you? I mean, you know, if it, it, it feels like cheating to say Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but it is. It's Josh Jacobs. Um, You know, he's a big guy, you know, big bruiser that has also this kind of getaway in a flash speed. Like you you leave him in a hole in your – a five-yard hole in your defense and suddenly he's 15 yards down the field. Um, He's not quite the bruiser that Derrick Henry is, but he's not super far away from that level of physical guy on a physical running team. I am just, you know, the tacklers on this defense are going to have to be multiple hats to the football to bring him down. Mm. Oh, that's yeah, a hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the offensive line here. I think Rodney Hudson is mm. a player that 
really have to watch out for. Rodney Hudson is kind of quietly one of the best centers in the league. Um, and I mean, that's saying something. He's up there with Travis Kelsey and Alex Mack and, you know, the, the Pouncey brothers. Like Rodney Hudson has been in the league for a long time and he is an excellent, excellent, excellent offensive lineman. He's smart. He's he's 6'2", 315, and he's built like a Mack truck and he's quick. Um, great leader and and he's playing you know he's been playing with the Raiders for a number of years now so he knows what's up and, and I think given that Shelby Harris is hurt and there's you know so many weaknesses on the Broncos defensive line he's somebody that man if, if he gets rolling like Josh Jacobs is going to have that much of a better di- uh, game um, so you know he, he's the player I'm picking um, and one note about Shelby uh, not Shelby Harris I'm sorry about Jerry Judy he did not practice today um, listed as a shoulder injury and it's, you know, not known really at this point. It didn't, I don't know if you remember him getting injured at any point during the Falcons game, but I don't. No, uh, I don't either. It, yeah. it sounds like it's just like a, a maintenance thing. Like, she yeah. doesn't feel good, said him today. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That might it, probably just being cautious. If he practices today or, or to, I'm sorry, tomorrow or later in the week, we'll really know more about how he's going to be available. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, not practicing, what does that mean? Does it mean that yeah. he, he's, in sweats on the sideline or does it mean like, you know, he's running, he's working on the feet, but like the catching and the contact stuff he's not doing, you mm-hmm. know, is he like rehabbing? Is he just in the gym? Like what, you know, the no practice doesn't mean he's sitting on his couch eating lays. No, you know? for sure. So yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, but concerning nonetheless, concerning yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. But That's what, you know, Tim Patrick also kind of trying to work his way back. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, what, you you know we can talk about it with basically every position group the Broncos have somebody's yeah. injured yeah. Somebody's <laughs> trying to work their way back Some guys are hurt guys are playing through things it's that part of the season yeah I feel you it's, well I'm on that sorry very it's, positive love note just I'm sorry it's just gonna rant on uh, it would be nice to have your regularly scheduled by at this point in the season oh would it be nice yeah at this I think because it was this week or last week wasn't it. It was yeah, I think it was this week. Yeah, it would have been real, real nice for them to be getting healthy right about now. Thank you very much, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, well, and New England Patriots too. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. On that note, on that amazing yeah. positive note. Yeah, fantastic what's score, rant. What's your what's your score prediction for this game? Oh man. Um, you know what? They can. Um, but they seem to perform better when I pick against them this year. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna ooh. say, ooh, 28-24 Raiders. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My goodness, that's uh, this is a, a rare moment because I actually think the Broncos can pull this one off. Okay. Um, I think they, you know, they they looked ugly at times against the Falcons. I mean, they have all season, but they've mm-hmm. also had moments of. of really just brilliance um so i i think they they this week they roll on that this is a division matchup and they're primed to to really come out win so uh, i think it'll be a close one Mm -hmm. i think it'll be closer to what they experienced with the browns uh you know but i'm thinking a a 21 17 win Hmm. for the broncos okay all right so see what happens there I kind of, you know, I hope you're correct and I'm not, but I remember I did say they perform better when I pick against them. So if they do win, I am going to come back later and take credit. That I feel like should be. If that makes you happy, if that helps you sleep at night, 
Um, Something has to, man. Something has to. My team beat your team last week, and I've been waiting for four years for that, and it finally <sighs> happened. So really, I'm I'm satisfied for the year. Whatever happens for the rest of the year, man, I'm like, yeah, I'm chill. So I'll give you the credit if they do win. So yeah, I appreciate you. that. That's really nice of you. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Uh, any any final parting words here before we shut this thing down? I don't know. This probably would have been a good time to do that rant about uh, bye weeks, but uh, that ship has sailed. Um, <laughs> you know, just stick with the team, guys. I know it's a long season. I know it's another losing season, it looks like. Uh, but these guys are trying to do their best to grow together as a young, young offense. I know we kind of are in a knee-jerk especially when we see quarterbacks around us in the division doing really well early in their careers. It's, it's easy to kind of say, I want a quarterback that does it right away. Um, but stick with what we've got. I think there's long-term dividends in, in, in store, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this is the nature of sports. You win some, you lose some. And, and it's been a, a rough couple of years. A few years ago, you mean you won what two Super Bowls in four years. You won mm-hmm. one. Peyton Manning era, you know, it's you're spoiled, right? This is the price that you now have to pay for that glory. Uh, And, you know, again, injuries, COVID, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of stuff going on. So stick with the team. You know, you you can't just quit on your team because your quarterback's not, you know, developing a bit slower than expected. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm excited for this game. It should be a good one. Division matchups are always exciting. Um, The Raiders are by far the biggest rival for the Broncos, like – you see, I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs have – well, and now I say the Chiefs, but can the Chiefs be a, be a rival if they just stomp your ass every time? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think the Chiefs really can be rival. I mean, I think the Chiefs are – they're the rival of the league right now. They have their target. Mm-hmm. You know, they're holding the target for every team. So it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I think the Raiders and the Broncos are more in line of, of building that, that rivalry. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of – love hate with a lot less it's, love. it's a deeper rivalry it's a deeper, deeper historical rivalry yeah. for sure which is always fun so it'll be an exciting game to watch now um on that note do you have anything else to say any oh. other rants you're holding nope. in there no nope. I, I think i've vented as much as i can at this point okay, wonderful well this uh, this podcast was brought to you by jared's mustache mm. uh, which is going to apparently disappear and very quickly. So oh, from uh, your lips, yeah, I was going to say coming to a screen near you, but hopefully it never goes on screen again. No, you do not want to see those four hairs hanging no. off his lip. Like, no, uh-uh. I, I love he keeps claiming he's going to grow a beard when he 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 leaves his his job with the military, but Oof. the man can't grow any hair. It's going to be a year, and he's going to have just those four hairs that he had last night still. And it's going to be pretty rough to see. Ooh, coming yeah. from two bearded guys, like, hmm. Which, know. trust me, this takes plenty of time to cultivate. Like, I'm not a, you know. Decades worth of work. Oh, right. But, you know, man, Jared, oof, it's another dimension. Oh. He, he doesn't have the genes for that, let me tell yeah. you something. But yeah. anyways, this is still brought to you by Jared's mustache, so uh, got to love it. Anyways, yeah. David, always a pleasure. Uh, it's been good. Uh, let's hope the Broncos pull this one off. Absolutely, Matt. And as always, go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.